SF Life. I am Jana. And I'm Farzad. And we are here and we don't have a funny opening today because we are not feeling that funny. Um, it's a bit of a somber episode. Yeah. So I think um, we're recording this a couple of days after the election. We, you know, are pretty liberal and did not expect things pretty much like the rest of the world to go the way that they did. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been some dark days here. In the city, in our Mm -hmm. houses, in our lives. Well, now that it's legal, I can now say that I've been getting high for the last few days. Like, just trying to, like, see how long I can, um, you know, survive these next four years. Maybe I could leave it in a high state, relax, and try not to think about it. That's one tactic. I have some other ideas on what to do. But I think, first of all, we're not going to be negative the whole time because there's enough negativity in the world. We'll be negative most of the time. But I think first things first, um, on a side note, F has never tried LaCroix water, which we just, I discovered the other day. Yeah. What did you think it was? I thought it was a soda. No, it's sparkling water with a flavor. So. Uh, Farzad's never tried it before, so I brought over a couple of different flavors, and we're going to try them. I think they're delightful. So, um, for uh, for the record, I thought it was Le Croix, L-E-C-R-O-I-X. It's but La it's Croix. Le, it's, oh, ouch, that hurt my head. It hurt my fingernail. Anyway, so we what brought over, we got, here, we got over a, a couple of La Croix. Um, we have pumplemousse, which is my favorite because it's hilarious to say grapefruit. I've got passion fruit in my hand right now. Passion fruit. I tried passion fruit the other day. It was delightfully interesting. So that's Jennifer. Not good. It's not not good. It was just interesting. So we're cheersing. I have the pumplemousse to start out with. And I'm starting with the passion fruit here. Bleh. It's so refreshing here. <laughs> Try that. Yeah. Mm. Passion fruit's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I'm going to take some water to wash that down. Some water to wash down the water. Yeah. Passion passion fruit's interesting. I don't really like passion fruit, the fruit. All right. Let me try, let's try this pomplamoose. I like, ooh, I like grapefruit. I like greyhounds. All right. The pomplamoose is better, but here's my problem with, spark- with flavored sparkling water. Tell it to me. There's not enough flavor to justify it. It's just meant to be refreshing. Yeah, I'd rather have water than like water with a hint of a different flavor. Well, there you go. You can save money. You don't have to buy LaCroix. 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 And don't call it LaCroix. if ever there's any around, ears. I get it. LaCroix? LaCroix. LaCroix. Anyway, so that's our fun, our little. That's our fun little thing. Yeah, no, I'm still in a negative mood, but no, I mean, hey, I, I, I didn't hear about it until I think like a few weeks ago. Like you sent me an article, like you sent me one of those dumb BuzzFeed quizzes. And oh, like, you love it when I send you content. What like what flavor of Lacroix are you? And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this. What the fuck is Lacroix? And Jana was like, What? You've never had it before. It's the best. This is a true question. And I'm like, I've 
never in my life seen it. And then all of a sudden after that, I see it everywhere now. Because it's everywhere. It's been everywhere. There was even an episode of High Maintenance like dedicated to a character who was just like building a wall of empty LaCroix bottles. It's delicious, especially when you put vodka in it. Okay, I can see that. I can see mm-hmm. that. Do we have I'm any gonna, vodka? I no, I we think we vodka. drank it all. It's been a rough week. Damn it. All right, well, it's bourbon. Bourbon, here we go. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. No, no, no. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were clearly disappointed. Uh, we each rocked the vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did mine an hour before the polls closed. And I got to mine 20 minutes before the polls opened. So I think that's pretty indicative of our personalities. I was very Persian. You know, I had some time. I had time to kill. So I, I showed up when I did. Yeah. So neither of us voted for Trump. We were both very disappointed when he won. And I think for me, what's, you know what, whatever. I can take him or leave him. I don't like him. I think he's a terrible human. Um, But what is the worst thing to me is that there is, first of all, so much hatred. And I'm astounded at how hateful our country is and how people can be so mean and cruel and terrible towards each other. Well, I mean, I'm very disappointed. And it's I was like, so I've been struggling with it these last few days, but it's especially now with those these anecdotal things on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. that have been popping up of like all the hate that's been like people attacking people wearing hijabs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I come from a Muslim background. I personally find the hijab offensive, but if you want to wear it, that's fine. It's your choice. Well, the point is, like, is like we're founded on these freedoms. Right, exactly. So, but the fact that people are attacking people for it, like I would never do that. Right. Uh, I find that incredibly offensive. The fact that like people are telling... Uh, Latinos and Asian people like go back to your country thankfully I haven't been getting this I do look Middle Eastern I'm surprised I haven't been called a Muslim or anything then again it is the Bay Area so it's less likely but there have been cases in the Bay Area like someone was saying like at San Jose State there was something that was going on Mm -hmm. so like I while I really want the country to come together and survive the next four years under Drumpf I'm not really sure if that's going to happen given how much vitriol there is like and everyone like and i mean you've all seen those posts on facebook they're like well boohoo your candidate didn't win get over it and it's like it's, that's not the point it's not the point the point is that like it's not about like the fact of the matter is like yes i understand so i mean I've, I've also spent these last few days just like trying to understand how it happened and i mean a lot of the research points that there's been a lot of uh, a lot of voters in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania felt like they were abandoned by Hillary. Like the, Wisconsin, in particular, they're like Hillary didn't never came to our state ever. Uh, so because a lot that's of, a reason to support bigotry. Well, it's sorry. Not, I've, no, I, I I agree with what you're saying, but like the problem, the fact of the matter is, I mean, we we do live in a. I will say that we on the coasts do live in a bubble. We're very much more aware of things. Then we, I'm not saying that the people who are like in those states are dumb. They're just like, they don't, it's a different world. Like it's just so that they, they really care about, they didn't, they didn't take to the social things, I guess. Like much how, I mean, much like how, I don't know. Like it's hard to, they, they ignored all those things because that's not important to them. To them, what they care about is jobs and Trump while I mean, well, the feasibility of of coal and steel are uh, under question, but like he's pr- he promised those jobs, and 
he's... I mean, we'll see what he does, but the fact of the matter is there's a reason why Cole isn't doing so well. Um, and it's not... It actually is, doesn't really... It's not really Obama's fault. It actually is the free market that's the reason why Cole's not doing well. But that's that's a separate discussion. But that's what he promised. And they wanted... They desperately wanted to believe in something. And there was a whole idea of there being a this dynasty thing. Like, we had... Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, but then we're going to have a Clinton again, and so that's why they were rebelling. The, the, the idea of voting for Trump was sort of like a rebellion against us. Again, that's not justifying all the horrific shit that he's responsible for, like being a chauvinist and being a fucking moron. It, but that's the, and, but that's what also, I mean, as depressing as that is, that is what makes our country great, is that to be able to have these kinds of like, disagreements has I mean this may the disagreement here might lead to the unraveling of this country but okay maybe maybe not something that bad and will probably survive but still like it's just the fact that there's so much hatred and all this stuff is just it's really depressing um yeah that's what I can't get over I mean I you know I I grew up you know in Texas obviously and then like just in a middle class white family, both sides of my family are pretty, pretty white. We are whiter than white. I think I'm like seventh or eighth generation Texan on one side. And then on the other side, um, my grandmother came from the Netherlands. So that's, you can't get much whiter than that with the, you know, blue eyes and blonde hair. But, you know, I, to be honest, I really, I felt guilty for being a, a middle class white person well you're not responsible for what other white people do uh, well i'm Much not like how but i'm it's... not responsible for what other muslims do you know like, right I mean, I, there's only so much you as an individual can do you in this you live in the state of california you did your part it's honestly not your fault i agree it's it's pretty sad i think you know the other thing that really has been frustrating to me is all of the, well, Facebook has been frustrating, to be honest. So, you know, every now and again, I, I try to, I try to keep my Facebook statements and, you know, the content that I'm pushing out from my own personal brand. I try to keep it pretty, uh, I, I don't so want to work in social media, your I own personal brand. It's true. It's true. Everything you push out is like your personal brand, but you know, I try to keep things, uh, not necessarily non-polarizing, but I try to push out positive content. And, you know, recently uh, I have an aunt who's a minister and she had pushed out this article and it was talking about how white supremacists won. And the thing is, is I absolutely agree with that. I know there's, there's other people who maybe aren't, don't consider themselves a white supremacist, but like I have seen photos of, of, graffiti on that has come up since uh since trump was elected and it literally says make america white again and there's a picture of a swastika so you can't get much more white supremacist than that so anyway this article that i pushed out on my my personal facebook page touched on that 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 we have like jumped back to where this mentality is not only rampant but it's like at the forefront of everything and it's so frustrating but this article i pushed out touched on that and then it talked about you know we have to fight like hell 
against that. So regardless of who is in the office, that's the real problem to me is that there is so much hatred and that, that people are kind of reverting back to this terrible mentality. And, you know, I've read stories and just was watching uh, a newscast or a comedy show. I don't even know what it, what it was. We were watching Samantha B just a minute ago, but Samantha B's, uh, uh, she has a, her show on TBS. TBS? I don't remember. But anyway, it's talking about how children are scared they're going to be deported and not go to school. So anyway, I pushed out this. Sorry, that's a little bit of a digression. But I was pushing out this content saying, you know, that we do have Anna, to. You were posting a link. Not pushing out content. No, I was pushing out content. Oh, my God. Um, I was posting a link to this article talking about how we do have to fight that mentality. And I think that's the main goal now is to make sure that people are educated and try to understand where this hatred is stemming from and then combat that. And this guy that I haven't talked to, I I knew him in high school. Um, Again, I'm from a small, not small town, but like a suburb of Dallas. And this guy I hadn't talked to since high school commented on my post. I didn't really put anything. I just, again, shared the link. And he said, I forget exactly like the exact verbiage he said, but it was basically that the mentality of the, he was meaning the mentality of the writer was stupid, but he was basically saying it was a stupid post and people who believe that are bad. So I, I don't usually engage in, you know, hateful comments like that on Facebook. It doesn't do any good. But just with the way things were going, I couldn't not say something. So I just replied to him um, and just, I just said, you know, I, I was being kind of a dick, to be honest, but I was also being well, no, nice. I don't think you were being, you're, you're being I, very, you're being, a, you're being your debutante self. You're like, well, well, I agree. Well, I disagree. Like, it was basically like I, trying to come to like a common ground. You're trying to find common ground. Well, initially I had just said to him, hi, how are you? What has it been? 15 years? Thank you so much for insulting me. Hope all is well with you. Because I felt like the comment that he made was insulting me and insulting how I think about things. And there's just no reason for him to comment anything. Again, we haven't talked in 15 years. It's not like he was doing nothing but spewing hate. So then this other guy that I went to high school with, who he and I share the same political beliefs, but he kept going on and on. And there there was like this long, drawn out Facebook argument. And finally, I jumped back in again. And I just said to the original guy who was being rude, I just said something along the lines of like, look, when you when you insult and make negative comments about, you know, articles that people share, you're insulting them. And it's kind of unnecessary. And I just went into detail that, you know, I really, truly love everybody. We're all humans. We're all in this together. And then I called out a few specific groups of people that um, that Trump has has demonized. Exactly. And the argument kept going on and on and on until uh, finally this evening, I just had to say, you know what? If you want to have a conversation with me, please, let's take this offline. I'm not going to be part of this culture of hate um thanks but it's just amazing to me that people that i haven't talked to in 15 years uh are gonna chime in on something as petty as me sharing a not that it's petty that i'm sharing a link but it's like what's the point what's the point other than making somebody angry trying to upset somebody i don't i don't understand what the goal of 
I don't understand what the goal of any of it is. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is part of the problem. I think uh, Colbert actually did a really good piece. On, and actually, that's how I've been like trying to deal with this is by watching a bunch of Colbert and Samantha Bee and um, just basically all like the late night commentators and trying to like find peace somehow. I mean, uh, Colbert's like a stream piece where he's like, "Wow, I didn't expect that to happen," was like very like I don't know cathartic to me. Um, but I've had a similar situation to you, to, to you, Jana, where, I mean, I've been, I've been entertaining the idea of, uh, and I, I'm obviously uh, like, it's, it's a very complex issue. I've been entertaining the idea of California secession, Cal exit, I guess is what the social media hashtag is. And there is, there was actually before all the Trump stuff went down, there actually was supposed to be an item on a referendum on the ballot in 2019 asking Californians whether they wanted to secede from the union. Um, given the recent election, I think that might be more prescient. Uh, it, it Part of it, I mean, part of my frustration as a Californian comes from the fact that, like, our votes don't really matter as Californians in the presidential election. Our, like, the only reason candidates come here is to basically get money out of us. They, they don't stump here because we don't matter because we're not swing states because of the way the electoral college is set up. And frankly, we as Californians give back, give so much to the country and we don't get much back. Well, except for like, you know, yes, we do get security. You got Jana. We do have security but from the federal government and all this stuff. I mean, yes, there are benefits. But the fact of the matter is, in my opinion, the United States was an experiment set up by the founding fathers. It has served us well. I feel like we can evolve. I feel like we can take that idea and make it better. And by, by improving that idea, I, in the current system, I don't see that happening. How many, t- it, it's been 16 years since we last, like, another, like a Democratic candidate lost uh, the electoral vote. Again, like, this has been, we were watching, like, another YouTube video where, like, 7%, there's been, there's been a uh, 7% failure rate of the system. Would you, would you accept a sport which had a 7% failure rate? No, nobody would. But that's what we come to accept from our political electoral college system. So, and besides, there's other issues as well, like the the Senate, where nothing gets done, ever, because it's the like, and also the the idea that small states have the same votes as we Californians, even though we're like the most populous state, doesn't make sense to me. That's just it's a dumb idea, in my opinion. I mean, yes, it made sense at the time when because the founding fathers believed that we we the people are stupid. That is why the Senate was founded, and that's why the Electoral College which was founded. Which we prove, which we are actually correct. But I feel with this but, election. But the fact of the matter is that I feel like this is the way the Senate is set up is that it's very obstruction. It's very much favoring obstructionist behavior lately. And that's the way the Republicans have dealt with Obama the last eight years. And there's, and I frankly have lost faith in. I, I never really had faith in the Democratic Party, and now I have even less faith. In the Democratic Party, and there's, I don't find they're not going to be as obstructionist as the Republicans are. They're just not because they're Democrats. They're not. They have no balls, and so I'm just kind of tired of this. And so that's why I'm entertaining the idea of California secession. Well, we'll take Oregon and Washington. Yeah, sure, we'll take Nevada too. Why not? What I like Vegas, and so. And the fact, I mean, the fact that there is some vi- it is viable. California does have one of the best economies in the world compared to the. I mean, 
we were like sixth in the world. I don't know what the exact stat is, but at one point we were sixth in which GDPs, is crazy. Which is yeah. So and the fact is we provide food for the rest of the country. We have our own water supply. It's not that cr- if you think about it, if you actually entertain the idea, there is some viability to it. Now, granted, I'm not saying it's an easy let's just like have the vote now and exit. No, but there there are some things that we need. To, that, I mean, obviously, my job would be under jeopardy because I work under contract to the federal government. So like there would be there are very it's a very complex issue. And I fully admit that. But I feel it's something worth entertaining. Now, I've posted this on Facebook and I'm not the only one in my friends list who's been posting about it and so another one of my friends which i don't really know i think i met him once at a party and uh he posted something about california secession as well and i just commented on his post saying like you know what i've been promoting this idea too here's a link to the yes california website like and i made the same points like we have our we have the best economy we have our own food supply we have our own water supply it's not that crazy of an idea we should think about it well, one of his friends took it upon himself to then de- uh, demean me, calling me an idiot, essentially. Not in those, not in those exact words, but he's been saying like, "Oh yeah, well, most of California's water comes from out of the state." And what about the military? What are you gonna do about that? Also, did you not? Were you not like? Did you miss that da- time in like history class? Because we had this thing called the Civil War, and that proved that it's impossible to secede from the Union. So unless you want to go, has he not war, heard of Texas? Right, and it's like. Okay, like I'm, I'm, I want, I posted that to have a civil dialogue, but if you're going to come attack me for posting. Well, tell him what he said at the very end. That was the kicker. Well, he's like, unless you want to like leave this, go to war with 49 states and die, then maybe you shouldn't post about this or something like that. And I'm like, insane. Which is like, okay, I get like some people are very passionate and I get that. However, if you want to have it, you want to have an argument with me, fine. And so, like, I wrote this like really long post responding to every single point that he made, backing it up with facts, and, and like, you know what, like, and I, and at the end, like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just like, listen, I appreciate your passion and enthusiasm for this, but you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You're wrong. You're Ugh. sad. You're so sad. I don't even think we can make the you're wrong joke anymore because well, now it's real life. It's real life. Well, and so in it the back of the matter, it's like before. yes. I'm okay with like I'm I'm okay with having a dialogue with people, but the fact that people are like this has led to vitriol, like such stinging vitriol around like everything. Like you can't have an opinion, which I get it. Like you're posting on Facebook, expect to get some backlash, but like I'm okay with it. Like it's just it's it's so depressing. But and- it's different having a conversation with somebody and educating them and being. Even if you're not open to what they're saying, at least having an educated debate. Uh, and the guy that commented back on what you were saying was clearly a dope. I, re- well, I, I read say, it. I mean, no, no, well, I wouldn't say that. He had, he. I said he, it. Well, you should, I wouldn't say that because he tried, like, he was misinformed, I would say. Like, he, the facts that he brought up were incorrect. Like, for example, like, one of his, one of his points was that, like, California is running a deficit. How would you... And we're getting money from the federal government to pay for that deficit. And how are you going to pay for that if you succeed? Well, I'm like, okay, well, first of all, California is not running a deficit. That's actually one of Jerry Brown's many accomplishments is that he's running a surplus. You can, and, I, and I cited the actual like executive summary of the budget, which says ex, exclu, uh, pretty clearly that we are having a surplus, budget surplus right now. But the fact remains that the federal government has been running a deficit for years. 
And that's how the federal government operates. Like the last time the federal government ran a balanced budget, we had a surplus. Billy. Was Willie Clinton on his last on his last term? And that's still just a single year that we had a surplus. The U.S. has been running. The reason why the national debt exists is because we've been running a deficit since World War II, as far as I remember. I mean, it could be longer. I don't know. Since World War II, at least, we've been running a fucking deficit in this country. So clearly, there's no it's problem with that. Point. And so there's clearly no problem with the, uh, a government running a deficit. That's part of national policy that we've been doing that. Now, there are, you can argue whether that's a good policy or not. But the fact of the matter is, we are not, the world's biggest superpower has the biggest national debt. What does that mean? That, mean, that means that like, it's a viable policy. Does it, it's that it works. Not that it's a good idea. It's just that it works. So the argument that, oh, you can't survive, that's eh, not really true at all. So it's... But like, it, it, like having your facts straight is like the, the fact of the matter is you can't have an actual intellectual fact based discussion anymore. That seems to be that's the state we live in in the United States. The media, like most of the media, like you have like these, they create this false equivalency between oh well like like for example Trump last week said if Hillary is elected she's gonna import six hundred fifty million Syrian refugees into the country, ignoring the fact that the U.S population is only 320 million so he's going to double our po- our population like on the first day of her presidency no but since but the media didn't call him out on that they just said like oh well whatever that's what donald trump says what do you think liberals and it's like okay th- we don't live in a fact-based world anymore and that's how we get people like donald trump who becomes become elected and come to power and i'm i know i, I'm, I got a little riled up there but like it's just it I just don't have energy to be riled anymore. I, I know I'm draining myself. <clears throat> I need weed. Well, well, here, so let's so let's pivot the conversation a little bit, and you know what I, you know, again, I was putting a lot of thought into this, and I was like, what are, I, F and I had talked a little bit about secession, and I was like, I'm, per usual, Jan, I was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I think you know, on the one hand, it's a great way to make a stand, and on the other hand the be kind and loving part of me is uh, just really feeling for the rest of the country. And again, going back to being the middle-class white girl, I'm just like, how can I, how can I help fight, you know, all the negativity and all the hate? So I think what I'm trying to focus on now that I'm completely depleted of my anger and just feeling really sorrowful that this is the state of the people that we are in a country with um i've been racking my brain to figure out okay this is real shitty how are we going to make it better so i think the only thing that i can come up with is and by make it better i mean make how can we educate people so that they're not so racist or hatred and how can we i think the thing that has really hit home with me is uh, how can we educate our children to not live in this fear-based world? So I think for me personally, uh, I had the opportunity at work today to go to this um, volunteer, oh, Bonanza, we can call it. But there are a lot of different organizations from San Francisco that came into my office to present their opportunities. So I think one way that we can try to combat this is just giving of ourselves maybe more than we have in the past. I know I have been not great at volunteering 
over the past two and a half years, I really was struggling to find something, but I think I'm definitely feeling riled up and trying to see like, how can I set an example? I know I can't make an, I can't argue with someone and change their mind, but I can set an example as to how, you know, obviously I feel you should behave, but what it's like to actually care for others and, you know, comfort children and show other, you know, groups of people that have been discriminated against, you know, show them compassion and be kind towards them. So I think there's, um, I don't know, there's a couple of opportunities that I, I learned about earlier today. I think there, one of them is the Episcopal Community Services of San Francisco. They're right down the street from my office, but I'm so excited. They, uh, I'm going to get involved with them and they do a lot for the homeless community. Uh, they provide, you know, Christmas gifts. They kind of have like a what is it like the Salvation Army angel tree, but it's for homeless people. So, you know, I think that's one way to show that you care about your community is getting involved with an organization like that, that makes it a little bit easy. Um, There was this other organization that was super cool and I wish that it worked with my schedule, but I don't think it will. Um, It's called Reading Partners. It's at readingpartners.org. And I'll post these later. If if you like me, you want to get more involved in your community, but it's, basically that you're tutoring and helping children who have struggles with reading. So it's like an hour a week, you go and you read with these kids. Um, They may or may not be underprivileged, but it's a national program, readingpartners.org slash volunteers, where you can get more information. But I think that's a really great opportunity for people to potentially work with children who are different than they are and show that, you know, you support them and you care about them and, you know, there's a safe space for them, not only in learning, but life in general. Um, of course, Big Brothers, Big Sisters is another really great opportunity. I volunteered with them when I was back in Dallas. And I think just any time that you're able to get involved with an organization, you know, with someone who maybe comes from a different socioeconomic background as yourself, uh, that's a great way to, to encourage people. Mm-hmm. So I've, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm so defeated and I'm so disappointed in our country. And um, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, and this will help too, because given the recent, also in this election, some more bad news that we vote that uh, the city voted for banning of tents and then, and then didn't add funding to uh, provide extra shelters and whatnot for removing the tents. Yeah. So So. uh, combating homelessness or at least providing more livable, situations and opportunities is a passion of mine because I've had, I've been, I feel like I've not to sound like Bible belt Christian or anything, but I feel like I've lived a very blessed life. Um, you know, I had a family that cared about me. I always had a roof over my head and that's not everybody's reality. I had the opportunity to go to college. It wasn't even a question in my family. So, you know, I'm really, sympathetic to those who haven't had those opportunities that I have. So I want to be sure that I can do what I can to, you know, provide people with opportunities to, to better themselves. So of that's how I'm fighting Trump's hate. I am getting involved with different organizations um, to not only show that as a, a white woman um, that people maybe who are different than me that I still care about them obviously but then I don't know I just really feel like the best thing I can do is fight all of this hate with love right I, that's 
probably that's actually probably a really good idea. I'm just still too negative to be able to provide. Well, and also I'm under a lot of stress at work. So, I mean, working for the Department of Energy, I mean, we're we are very worried about that. And I mean, the fact of the matter is that he's, absolutely, you know, and and that's what I've been I've been dealing with this not only like personally at home, just trying to struggle with it at with myself, but like at work, people are fucking scared. Like, are we going to lose our jobs? Like, what was happening? I mean. And thankfully, I mean, we're blessed and we're okay uh, for the most part. At, but uh, it's definitely something I'm still dealing with on a daily basis. And it's going to take some time for me to heal. And, like, we'll see We'll see what happens. But well, I'm sorry. I'm kind of depressed that we've had such, like, a negative episode. I mean, we did start out with the lacrosse. Yeah. I have another positive thing. What's that? Maybe What's positive. That, I was uh, skimming Facebook because, uh, so I feel, okay, this is going to be random, but go with me for a second. So uh, I don't know if I've mentioned before on the podcast, but I I get obsessed with natural disasters. I'm really interested in them. Just, this is where you're going with me. So I kind of honestly feel like this is a natural. Hang on, audience. This is like, um, uh, well, unnatural, but kind of like the same as a natural disaster. It's like a train wreck that you can't look away from. So just like I do with any natural disaster, um, also I try not to rubberneck if I'm driving or in the car, but I just, you know, you gotta, you gotta get all the details. So I, you know, I'm really feeling like this is a natural disaster. So of course I can't look away from Facebook and reading what people are saying and seeing, uh, again, all of the different news stories that people are pushing out and the opinion pieces. But one thing that I read that I thought was really interesting and a really great idea was, um, again, in response to all of these, uh, I've seen hundreds of stories. There's this, uh, Sean King, I think has a Twitter handle that's out right now. That's literally just posting, um, retweeting and, and reposting from Facebook, different stories of, of hate. And it's like day one of Trump and, uh, somebody grabbed a woman on the train and yelled, something about Trump being president. So anyway, uh, in response to this negativity, uh, I saw an article, it was a cartoon about what you can do if you're seeing someone being um, mistreated based on their ethnicity. So I think the example that it gave was uh, there was a woman who was Muslim and I think uh, I don't know if she was Muslim, but the, the picture showed, showed her wearing, you know, different garb and someone came up to like harass her. And the whole point of this was just that, you know, if you see that happening, go up and just strike a conversation with whoever the victim of this, I I'm thinking of it as a hate crime. I'm, that's what it is to me, but like go up to someone and just start a conversation and like, push the hater guy or woman or whoever's being an asshole, just kind of ignore them and carry on a conversation with someone until the person goes away. Cause if there's no reaction, you know, it has to go away. So not that that's positive, but I thought, Hey, that's a really good thing to arm myself with because I wouldn't know how to react if I were in a situation where I saw that going on. I, I will say that that's actually one of the good things I've been saying. Cause like, like Jay and I have been, uh, admiring the train wreck that is Facebook and reading all that vitriol that's been going on on there. But there, I will say that there's been quite a few of my friends on Facebook that have been put, uh, saying like, hey, if you need someone to talk to, if you feel alone, I'm here for you. And I, and I feel like that's, if there's anything good that's come from all this is that, that's sort of like, hey, if you're LGBT, if you're, 
Asian, if you're Latina, if you're Latino. Basically, if you're, if you're a non-white person. Well, I mean, even even if, if you feel scared. A non-white straight person. If, well, I mean, if you feel scared in this environment, I'm here for you. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's one thing good that can come of this. It, yeah. Is that we can hopefully come together and instead of preaching hatred and disgust and I mean yeah coming from the guy who's pre- who's promoting secession uh and sometimes you got to take a stand it's yeah. lighting a fire under us to but, but come, take but action like, instead of preaching we can fight all this intolerance all this hate all this vitriol we can fight this with positivity and love and that may be that's the only way that we can stay sane as a society and I mean and uh, slog out these next four years yeah. Um, so I'm going back to my ongoing theme is be kind and loving to each other always and especially now. And it's and the sage words of Bill and Ted and the sage words of Bill and Ted be excellent to each other. Yeah. And I mean and I think on that note we'll we'll sign off. We'll sign off. Try and to next keep it week. A, yeah, we'll see. I might be, be I might positive. not be here next week. There may be a bit of a delay. I'm flying to Salt Lake City for a conference for work. So there may be a bit of delay between our next episodes, but but that gives us time to get back into a good headspace and um, not be not be so sad. Well, and we can talk about actually. So I think if humanity. we do the next week, the if we do the following week, we could start talking about our Thanksgiving preparations. Because yeah. Thanksgiving's coming in two weeks, and that's so many things to be thankful so for. So many things to be thankful for, and like we can always food is always a good thing to shove down your throat when you're feeling sad right that's a thing yeah yeah stress eating stress eating totally fine and anyway. what what better time than thanksgiving wear your stretchy pants anyway okay but be excellent to each be other excellent to each other and we'll talk to you guys later bye bye